0: with the seasons changing fast approaching my heart has been so wrapped up in nourishment if i'm being real honest the kids went back to school we've been talking about it like crazy but here's what that means everybody's already been sick (laughs) and when i mean everybody i mean everyone but me knock on wood um but you know how it goes whenever kids go back to school Even when the seasons change and just everyone seems to be getting sick, like you go to the grocery store and it's just like, it's a thing. And so nourishment is so important to me. It's something that I really look forward to, even though sometimes it feels like it's taking away from all the other things that need to get done. And today I'm going to talk to you about some of the reasons why I choose to prioritize nourishment and why I take it so seriously, what it can do for your family, and how you can fit it in in a short amount of time. And last but not least, I'm going to be sharing my five favorite super simple ways to bring nourishment to my kids in a fun way, in a way that involves them, in a way that doesn't stress me out, but makes me feel really good like I am slaying the day over here in my mom life. So I know you're really going to enjoy it. You're going to want to take notes. What do you say? Let's get started. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships This is a first for me. I am recording and it's raining outside and I have no idea what it sounds like. I am working so hard on getting my new space really acoustic friendly for the podcast. And lo and behold, our incredible air conditioner has caused some problems for me. I still record in my closet sometimes. I've got some acoustic panels going up and now I'm like, oh, I wonder if you can hear the rain. My old house had a tin roof on it and you could like hear it, hear it whenever it was raining pretty hard. So it's really fun um, as we still are transitioning into and through a new season in our life. Um, I had no idea how long this season would be. And I think for a lot of us, whenever seasons change, expected or unexpected, we don't ever really know how long they're going to be. And I think one of the most beautiful things is using systems to help carry you through those seasons, to anchor you to something when everything else around you feels really unpredictable, uncertain, uncomfortable, new, awkward, um, and maybe just flat out overwhelming or just kind of gross. <laughs> just doesn't feel good, you know? And I just have been having a moment with that lately, especially after our back to school series. Obviously, we had a huge sale, and I'm super excited to say that we had over a 100 incredible women join us inside of Systemize Your Life. So I know you are listening right now. We're so excited to have every single one of you. And for those of you that are like, "Mm -mm, I'm hanging out in podcast camp over here, we're super excited that you're here on the podcast and in our community as well. I think today is just like a resetting for me. We have some fun stuff coming up in September that we are super excited to share with everyone, students and non-students alike. It's going to be such an interesting journey as I keep growing my company, as my kiddos grow, as we get a dog. (laughs) The wisdom in that decision is to be determined. I will let you know about that later on. But as for now, keep sending me all of your crunchy dog mom recommendations. First, first, first time pet owner over here. I mean, I had a turtle once and a beta fish, I think. And I had to have somebody else flush it down the toilet because I couldn't handle it. So it's going to be real. It's going to be a real thing. Can't wait to share all the dog systems on the show with you. That's going to be a great time, (laughs) right? So many fun things I had that I'm excited to share with you, but I just felt like this episode, it just felt like a warm hug. And I'm, you guys, I am so into the fall spirit right now. Like I am so into it. It is ridiculous. I'm like, it is 111 outside and I don't even care. Somebody, <laughs> somebody bust out the fall clothes, which fall clothes in Arizona look a lot like like maybe pants and a tank top and like a sweater because the air conditioning is so cold in the building, but you know, it's just fun. And I'm like, give me all the decorations and let me do all the things. So as I was nourishing my family this week and sharing it on Instagram, I thought, you know what, I'm going to make this into a podcast episode. So here we are. And today I really want to get down into the nitty gritty with some of the reasons why I think providing nourishment to your family instead of just trying to show up. We talk about this a lot, right? But I think the lack of time and, and the excess of stuff that needs to be done really prevents us from doing the nurturing that we want to do. And nourishing is so important. And when you begin to nourish your family in a meaningful way, it's like the coolest feeling as a mom. It really makes you feel like, I mean, you are actually taking care of your kids. You're taking care of their health and well-being, providing nutritious meals to your family members so that they can, and to your kids, but it's also to anybody that comes through the doors, right? I get so excited to be able to nourish anybody that comes into my house during you know, certain seasons, any season really, but right now when I know that people really need it, it makes me feel so great because I know that I'm contributing to a part of their nutrition that they're not going to get anywhere else at all, which impacts you know their emotional, physical, any part of what they're trying to do in their life. Nutritious, nutrition is the foundation of all of that. So here's a couple other reasons that I, I did some research, obviously, about just what are the top reasons? What are the number one things that we're actually missing out on by not providing nourishing opportunities for our kids. Because yes, we're going to talk a lot about food here, but it's so much more than that. It's not just like, are you feeding them healthy foods? It's not really that. It's, it's really looking at what is lacking and how to provide nourishment how to fill that gap with the choices that you're making. Because guess what? You're already going to get out the knife. You're already going to get out the spoon. You're already going to get out the saucepan. Like You might as well put really strategic things in to what you're putting on their plates because you're already there. You're already doing the thing. So why not care a lot about their brain development and their energy, whether or not their immune support is actually functioning where it's supposed to be. Nutrient-rich foods, nutrient-dense foods, we'll call it that, actually support the immune system in ways that I don't think our generation actually understands, and probably for a few generations since they started mass-producing food. I think we just, there's, we won't talk about that. There's so much there to unfold and to unbox. And if you hang out with me on Instagram long enough, then you you get a real good glimpse of how much I care about this. And, you know, I I put most of my time and energy into my home management system, and a huge bulk of that is food preparation. And I want you to be able to feel like you have the time to do that too. That's the whole reason why I show up here and I do this podcast. The immune support is something that we hear all of the time, and a strong immune system, as you know, is... Particularly important when it comes to protecting against all of these things that they're being exposed to at school, right? And that is what, in turn, makes our life so much harder is when we've got sick kids. It hurts us to see them not well. And of course, that's really what this is about. But at the same time, it puts so much more on our plate. I can't even tell you how many loads of laundry I've done this week how many hours of work I didn't get, how many tidy cues I missed. Like it really does impact every single person when somebody gets sick and nourishment can help reduce how often that's happening. Here's another thing that you're really missing out on by not focusing and paying attention to the kind of nourishment that you're providing your family through the food that you're already making from the choices that you're already making, right? This is a big one. And it's family bonding. This is one of my favorite things. Favorite things to talk about is how to be intentional with your time with your kids and your entire family coming together. When you are able to share an actual experience around food, it genuinely and scientifically proven creates stronger bonds between you and the child and the whole family network. Isn't that crazy? I think that's. And we all know that most of our memories are surrounded and attached to food, but you have complete control over that. Now you're leading that ship for the most part, right? For the most part. It's not like a blanket statement, but it's such a great time for you to be able, and even from like the smallest ages, you can use this. There's so much. I'm like, hurry up and spit it out. Like, I can't talk fast enough. I, I, adore door, those moments with my kids where I see their little fingers and I get to, and I've been able to see right as they've gotten older, what that moment does for us. When, when it's just me and my 11 year old, the things that she opens up and tells me as I'm just simply talking about what bone broth does, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, but I'm doing it on purpose When I'm all in and it's not this really, and it'll do it for your teenagers. I don't have teenagers, but I already know. And I've already talked to so many other moms, this cooking with your kids and getting them in the kitchen, having them help craft grocery lists, which I'll tell you a huge part of providing nourishment is making sure that you have those meal systems in place. You know, when you're right you know when you're shopping what you're shopping for you make it simple it's not drudgery you have a great attitude your heart is present through all of it it's it's something that you are pouring yourself into we were just driving down the road and bailey may has this laptop that she's made out of cardboard she cut out all the squares put the entire alphabet on every single one of them she used duct tape it like opens and closes she has a case for it she's like obsessed so she took it in the car and I was like, what are you doing back there?" And she's like, I am making a grocery list because we have a lot of things to shop for this week, which is funny because I never do it on the computer. We have done grocery shopping through Sprouts twice on the computer together, and she found it to be the funnest thing in the world. So it's clearly made this long lasting impression on her. And so I see these things popping up in my life all the time because I have involved my kids. And when I did go grocery shopping, Online, I had them sit right next to me and I had them shop with me. And I will tell you, that's just as dangerous as taking them to the store and them throwing whatever they want in the cart because they can just see it all there. They're like, I want that and I want that and I want that and I want that. Right. But it's such an incredible opportunity to bond with your kids. And if it's not bonding because they're super little and it doesn't seem like intentional bonding, just know that those bonds are actually being made. The other thing The caveats to this that I really believe so many moms are missing out on with their little kids especially is the opportunity to develop language. I'm going to talk about some other educational things that are really important when it comes to focusing on nourishment for your family, but I cannot tell you, even still to this day, even still with my 11-year-old and a six-year-old, still taking to the grocery store so much vocabulary is developed. The exposure. I mean, I'm sure half of your grocery store, especially if you go to like a natural grocery store, there's so many things in there. There's language everywhere. There's language everywhere. And it's such a rich learning environment. Even just having your kids help bag things and help them weigh things and reading the numbers and then your older kids, calculating things, and understanding a budget. That is a whole episode in and of itself in knowing how to teach your kids in the grocery store. I have had on probably more than I can count on my hands, people come up to me the in the grocery store in real time and compliment and ask me questions and talk to me about how I'm engaging my kids in the grocery store. Because it's so like We're literally homeschool up in there. And it's not like, it's not obvious, right? But if you're passing by, you hear me talking about what the difference is between soft and hard and an avocado and what does it mean? And how does that translate into what it does for our body and how it tastes? There's so much to talk about and that is bonding in and of itself. Okay, quickly, a couple other things that I want to touch on here that are really, really important. That if you do choose to start nourishing your family and being more intentional about it instead of just grabbing whatever you can because they like it, regardless of what it's actually doing for their bodies, here's a few things that you're going to be gaining. First and foremost is teaching incredibly healthy habits to your kids. When you start to prioritize nutritious eating within your family, you're teaching your kids how important... like the most important lessons about making healthy food choices. And if it's something that you struggle with, they're going to struggle with it too. And the only way to make sure that they don't struggle with it is for you to make those changes. And even if you don't struggle with it, there's no way for them to not struggle with it if you're not involving them. Believe it or not, you know I'm a pretty emotional person but I, I wouldn't say I'm super sentimental. I'm like the black sheep of the family. Everybody makes fun of me. No one wants to give me anything because they're all afraid that I will donate it and throw it away. And I'm like, people, I like a simple life. I'd like to be able to take care of my family without wanting to rip my hair out. I can't have everything. But here's what I do know is when you start bringing nourishment into your family, there's this weird thing that happens where like, through your lineage and in your culture, those traditions start to matter to you, they started mattering to me in ways that they never had before. I started learning about things that I know people in my family used to do. And it's just like a lost art. It's a total lost art. I can't wait to share some of the things that I do in my home with you. It's coming really soon. Let me just get through this and I'm going to give you my five favorite things. So these things passed down from ancestors, it's not just like, oh, cute. Yeah, this is grandma's favorite recipe. A lot of those things stemmed from actual nutrient-dense foods because that's the way that people used to eat, right? So bringing that into our life, I think, is something that really truly is irreplaceable. The other thing that you're going to be giving your kids is long-term health. This goes so much more than just making sure that they're healthy for cold and flu season, right? Their quality of life is going to be drastically improved, not only because of the bonding, but also because of the nutrients. It truly is giving them the ability to feel good physically, mentally, and emotionally when they're well-nourished. So if your kids are struggling at all emotionally or physically, which that is like a normal thing, this is a key part. It's not all of it, but it's a key part of improving their emotional and physical well-being. Last but certainly not least, I kind of touched on this, I just breezed over it in the beginning, is brain development. Um, One of my favorite resources when I was pregnant and then after I got done nursing was a company called Feeding Littles. So you can look them up on Instagram and they teach baby-led weaning. So their major focus is making sure and it's it's a concept right that really doesn't include spoon fed baby food right it's it's this process of exposing your kids to table food and cooking it in a certain way that's safe it's a whole thing and i'm obsessed with it my kids are phenomenal eaters because i choose chose to expose them from very 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 early ages to the world of all the foods the world of all the nourishment right and you know, I will say that I did expose both of my kids identical and one of them ended up more picky than the other. And that is going to happen. <laughs> I know there were some changes. There were some things that I did differently with my smaller, with my my youngest one. She was much smaller when I introduced her to not so nutritious foods, <laughs> which is probably why she likes them more, right? Uh, but that's anecdotal. I mean, I'm sure that there's some science behind that. Uh, But our oldest is incredible, just absolutely incredible. She will eat anything and everything still to this day. She's got a few preferences, but she's not super picky. Uh, And I know that within that whole realm and what I learned from them, from feeding littles and from that whole journey that I went through is that the brain development for my children was paramount. Proper nutrition is crucial for brain development, especially in children, Those nutrient-rich foods support the cognitive function, their memory, their learning, omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, all of these things found in a diet that is quote-unquote balanced, meaning it's not just all processed foods and carbohydrates and synthetic everything, right? It's not just from the center of the grocery store. It's from the outskirts of the grocery store too. It's actually farmed from people. Like we're going to get into some of this. It plays a really significant role in brain health. And to me, I just felt like if I was going to set my kids up for any kind of real health, it needed to start with what was going on, not only in the brain, but also in what they call the second brain, which is the gut. And all of these things are connected to what we eat. So now I'm, there are so many ways, there are so many ways that you can tackle this and it doesn't have to be on a big scale and you can start super super small. I'm 11 years in to figuring this out and it has changed so much over the years. Like it's changed so much. At first I was like hardcore. It had to be vegan because vegan and nothing. It had to have nothing because I was breastfeeding and everything made her colicky. Everything. Once I cleaned up my diet, we were smooth sailing. And so finding vegan cookbooks really settled that for me. Right. And that transitioned over the years. And then I, you know, had some other things that happened and then I had to, to go on an autoimmune diet for many years for about two years. I did that. and was pretty strict with it. And then I transitioned out of that into paleo because that was a really normal transition. And now we're in a super, super committed, way of eating that is much more like the way we used to eat before there was mass production of food and i have done tremendous amounts of reading on the actual nutrients in food when it's unaltered when it grows and it it lives the way that it was intended to grow and live right whether it be a plant or an animal sunshine and all these things and what it does to the actual nutrients in the food You will literally not sleep for four days when you find out. It like literally blew my mind when I saw what actually happens in food that is unaltered from its original state and what kind of nutrients are actually literally obliterated through the processing of it before it gets to our home. So much so that we're supplementing with, with supplements, right? Vitamins and all the things because we need them. But what I learned is that we actually can choose different choices to be able to nourish our family through different food choices. And it's been a journey. So I've, I've gone through all of it. I've been all over the place. And I'm sure it will continue to change and evolve just as much as I will continue and my kids will continue to change and evolve. But what I know for sure is that doing your very best to provide nourishment to your family will never do you wrong. So here are my five top ways that I love to provide nourishment to my family. First up on the list is either going to make you want to listen to the rest of this episode or stop listening right now. We're just going to go all in. I'm just going to scare the pants off of you right now because it scares my husband every time I make it, and it's called bone broth. Don't be alarmed. It's the most incredible thing If you do nothing else, only do this one. Although number two is really fun and everyone loves it. Everyone loves the bone broth too because they have no idea that it's not just soup broth. (laughs) But what I know to be true is so many things about bone broth. I have so much that I could say about this. No, I'm not starting a podcast on food, but I always feel like I should because I'm so obsessed with it, but it is not, it is not my expertise It's just something that I'm super passionate about. And I literally have systemized this down to like a T. Seriously, I have. I've tried this and I've done this for so many years. But here's, here's just a quick list, okay? Here's a quick list of why bone broth is the number one choice for nourishment. First of all, ancient remedy. Ancient remedy. It's literally like golden. And I swear to you, people get so much healthier when they're sick, when they have my bone broth. I'm not joking. And this is not store-bought kind. And this is so simple to make. I'm going to give you really quick tips on how to make these things, but please just like go search it on Pinterest, all the things. Okay. Go look it up on the internet. It's really not complicated, but here's the thing. It is unbelievably rich in nutrients, supports joint health and gut health and your skin health because it has collagen in it, plus a lot of other things major, major boost to the immune system. It is so rich in micronutrients. I could actually like do jumping jacks. It makes me so excited. Helps digestion, which is why I started with it. Plus a few of these other things. Hydration is huge. So anytime we have like a tummy bug, I go straight to bone broth. Number one thing that I'm always running to upper respiratory or lower GI, anything we're all in on bone broth. Um, It actually helps absorb nutrients as well because of the amino acids in the bone broth. They say that it may add in the absorption of nutrients of other foods, which I totally believe that it helps enhance the nutrients of everything else that you're eating. It's it's magic, I swear. Supposed to, and supposedly it helps promote sleep and relaxation, which I do find it has a calming effect just because it's a warm drink. And here's the other really cool thing about it. I don't throw any of my scraps away, any poultry bones. You can, so bone broth can be either beef or poultry, and I don't do beef. And I'll spare you the details of why, but basically it doesn't smell great <laughs> when you cook when you cook beef bones in your home. It's not the best thing in the world, but poultry is totally fine. So we save all of our bones. We don't throw them out from any time we eat a rotisserie chicken, any time I buy a chicken with bone in, which I try and do because I want to use the bones. Um, and then actually we make this so often that I get other... Animal parts like organs, turkey necks, all the things at the grocery store. I'm like the crazy lady that's like, Hi, do you have any turkey necks back there? That's me. They're like 97 cents. No one understands why they're so amazing. And then also all of my scraps from sweet potatoes, onions, carrots, celery, garlic. You can do mushrooms if you're doing a slow cooker, Um, but I save all those. I just keep a big freezer bag, actually multiple freezer bags in the freezer that have a zipper on them. And every time I just scrape them into that and I rezip it and I keep it frozen. Here's the deal. Here's how you make bone broth. You put as much of it in, you can either use a crock pot or an instant pot. Crock pot is about 24 hours on low. It just sits and simmers in an instant pot. It's 90 minutes, which is my kind of magic. This is my kind of magic, okay? So I have integrated this into everything that we do. It's just part of what we do. Everyone's like, mom, you want my bones? Yep, and we pull them and we put them in the bag. It does not take me any extra time at all. Literally take all your scraps, put it in the Instapot, cover it with water, put the thing on, strain it when it's all out, put it in jars, voila. You're all done it's really that simple okay let's look at number two number two is what we like to call smoothie pops or tummy pops so we blend up smoothies and i put collagen powder in them just a non-flavored like you literally can't taste it and then we also put a ton of probiotics in there and so anytime somebody gets a tummy bug but they're great for every day too um We absolutely love them. And so it's just these little teeny tiny smoothies, like super little. And I know how many of them it's going to batch out. So I know how much probiotic to put in there. The kids absolutely love them. Like absolutely love them. Number three is so fun. This is another way to really bond with your family. Is to get local made bread, local grown veggies or local made yogurt, butter, cheese, and eggs. If you can find any of those things locally, you are going to provide so many more vitamins and minerals in the same stinking carrot that you were gonna give them anyway. We well, might not be giving them carrots, they might not want them. <laughs> in the exact same egg, you're going to give them eggs, you're going to give them bread, you're going to give them cheese, you're going to give them butter, just get a different kind. And if you can find it, I literally found, I literally found some on Craigslist. Like just start looking, look it up on Facebook, start looking for the exact same slice of bread. Right. And there's, there's a company online called wild grain box, Bra- wow. wild grain box, wild I should probably should get an affiliate for this, but I don't and they will ship you this kind of bread but we have a couple local companies that make from a heritage grain that has never been altered it's stone ground and all of their bread is baked from like this i don't even know how many decades old like a uh, sourdough starter and so we make sure that we get that bread so much research that you can do on any one of these five that i'm bringing you to learn about the nutrients that are inside of it but truly This one is probably one of the most simple ways that they won't even recognize. And so I just pop over to the farmer's market real quick before I go on my ways to get my other groceries. And it's proven to be a really fun thing that we all like to do. It gets us out of the house doing something together. And sometimes I get to go by myself and that's really fun too. Number four, this one might scare the pants off of you too, but it's fine. This is what I like to call pickled veggies but AKA they're really fermented. So if you're used to pickling things with vinegar, that is not what this is. So fermented veggies is something that has been around since the beginning of time, preserving foods with salt. So I'm going to let you go do your own research on this if it piques your interest. But if you've ever heard of something called sauerkraut, you're probably disgusted by it. But fermenting cabbage actually is one of the most Delightful things on the planet, but I ferment everything. My grandfather was Japanese, married into the family, not my bloodline. A lot of people think I'm Asian. No one actually knows what uh, I am. They always ask, but he, this is like a a very big traditional thing in the Japanese culture is having pickled foods with everything. And so I kind of grew up with that and I learned how to do it on my own and we do it all the time now. If you caught my Instagram stories, I'll probably share it again once this episode goes live so that you can see it. Um, And it's about like a four to six week process, but we pickle carrots, obviously we pickle cucumbers and make pickles and they're the exact same taste that your pickles have. It tastes identical, but it is full of probiotics, absolutely full of so many different strands of probiotics. And that is the number one reason why. I choose to make them. Plus, I'm obsessed with the taste. I want something pickled on every single plate of food that I have. Last but not least, number five is regenerative meats. So we have switched over to, and this took me a long time to get here. Slowly but surely, we started finding ways to reduce our grocery budgets to afford a higher quality of meat. And it's not even just that it's organic. I make sure that it comes from a farm where all of these animals... No matter what it is, if it's meat, poultry, even fish, we make sure that the way that it's farmed, like everything has been researched at this point so that I know when I'm cooking that ground beef, just like I would be cooking any ground beef, that it actually is dense with nutrients for my kids and for me and Blaine. But you know how we are as moms. Everything's about the kids. So this is something that I like the company Grassroots Co-op com So grassroots, and it looks like coop, C-O-O-P for grassrootscoop.com. They're my favorite place to get this from. And they have all kinds of stuff on there. And the great thing about them is they don't make you build a box and then buy that box every single month. You can just get whatever you want and then be done with it. Obviously, if you have a hunter in your family, I used to hunt growing up a lot and we had elk meat. We had, we had wild game in our fridge or freezer at all times. And that is so, so amazing too. Um, this is just not the season for that in my life. So I make sure that I find either local farms where we can do that. If you live in a rural community, this is amazing for you. If you can go in with a friend and purchase a half a cow, right? There's so many different ways that you can do this now. You just have to be willing to go a little less mainstream. You've got to be willing to switch up your system just a little bit, tweak it just a little bit, and do it slowly but surely over time. Right now, maybe you could just commit to researching the type of eggs that your grocery store carries, like literally research the farm and watch videos on how those chickens are living before they produce the egg that you're eating. Do a little bit of research on, on anything that you're feeding your family and see what kind of swap you can make to make sure that it has more nutrients and it's going to nourish them. I, have just talked your ear off, which is something that I have grown really fond of, which is why I hope you meet me back here next week for another episode. But for now, I'm off to hang with the hubby. I look forward to meeting you back here real soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, Then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other?